Hello, Screamer, and welcome to ScreamStream, your weekly spoiler-free guide to horror entertainment. I'm James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is review a horror movie from one of the various streaming services. Spoiler-free, of course. I also cover horror news, new releases of the week, and sometimes some video games. If you'd like to support ScreamStream, head over to patreon.com slash ScreamStream and become a patron. For a buck a month, you'll get a secret podcast link with early access to original, the original ScreamStream run and extra audio as well. If you'd rather make a one-time donation, head over to ScreamPod.com and donate via the PayPal button. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to ScreamStream in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app may be. And also, I have the Extras tab over there where you can listen to the original run uh, a week after it releases on Patreon. So I am recording this week's episode fairly early. We're going out of town this weekend, so I only have a couple of news stories, and the new releases might not be a complete list. So I have uh, a list of up until Thursday. So I do apologize if the lists won't be Fully complete, but you'll get the gist of, of at least some of the highlights. So for this week's review, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Uh, originally, it was going to be The Boy, but a few months back, uh, I did want to watch it, but it got spoiled for me. The ending got spoiled for me. So when I sat down to watch it, I had a different experience than I think somebody who is who watches it for the first time will have. So going into it, knowing the ending, uh, I looked at everything differently, how uh, things were set up, and I just don't think I could have given it a proper review. But I will say this, though. It's a good movie, and it's worth the rental. It's on Amazon for $2.99 for the standard definition version and $3.99 for the high definition version. I do recommend that you go and check it out. Also, if you are a subscriber to Showtime, you can stream it through Amazon channels, or if you have Hulu, uh, you can subscribe to Showtime through there. I, I think, you know, actually Showtime is pretty cheap. It's eight ninety nine a month. Uh, it's cheaper than HBO. So I do recommend that you uh, watch that movie. You could do like I did and uh, sign up for the seven day free trial, watch whatever you want to on there and then just cancel it. It's kind of jumping through hoops, but that was the way I had to watch the autopsy of Jane Doe. And I saw this one on there and I thought, Ooh, that's, that should be good, even though I knew it was happening. Uh, so instead, for this week, I'm going to be reviewing 47 Meters Down. And this just hit Netflix yesterday. And the weird thing is, is on Netflix, they changed the title to In the Deep, which I thought was weird. But if you look at their thumbnail, it still says 47 Meters Down. I don't know why that is. I it's kind of weird, but you know, it is what it is. So it's still 47 meters down because I had to double check just to make sure. Uh, so that's going to be the movie that I review this week. And it was written by Johannes Roberts and Ernest Riera and directed by Johan. Is it Johannes or Johan Roberts? I, I'm probably mispronouncing that. I do it every time and I apologize. Uh, this stars Mandy Moore Claire Holt and Matthew Modine. And for the brief plot synopsis, two sisters vacationing in Mexico are trapped in a shark cage at the bottom of the ocean with less than an hour of oxygen left and great white sharks circling nearby. They must fight to survive. 
So let me start off with, I guess, as usual, let me start off with acting. Acting was good. Uh, Matthew Modine is a good actor. Mandy Moore is a really good actor. You know, I was actually kind of surprised to see her in this because I thought she just did like Christian type of movies. Uh, the first thing I ever saw her in was A Walk to Remember, which I know that was a, a Nicholas Sparks movie, I think. I think that's what it was. And then I know she was in uh, some other movie uh, had like Christian views or, or whatever. Um, so I thought she she just did like Christian type of stuff. I could be completely wrong, though. But she's a good actress, and I thought she was really good in this one. Uh, Claire Holt, I don't think I've seen her in much of anything. If I have, I don't remember it. I know she was in the originals, which I never watched that show. Uh, she was also in Blue Like Jazz, The Divorce Party. Uh, this is the only thing I've seen her in. So, uh, but I thought she did all right. She was a pretty good actress. The dialogue was sometimes a little wonky, but I thought they both did a really good do good job. And uh, Mandy Moore was was really good. And Matthew Modine, you know, he's a great actor. He didn't have a whole lot of screen time of this. Uh, what he did have, he did a good job. He plays like this semi creepy sort of. Uh, boat captain. I thought he did a good job. And the other two gentlemen, the Spanish gentlemen, I have no idea who they are. Never seen them before, but they were good for some quote unquote, no name actors that I've never seen. I thought they did a really good job. And as for the story, it's interesting because it's not really like full on shark movie. It's more about we're stuck at the bottom of the ocean, we're running out of air, and we have to get back to the top. There just happens to be sharks around. Uh, so it's more of, of that kind of film. It's not shark-heavy like Jaws or The Shallows. Like, the sharks aren't the main sort of focus of the film. And I, I did appreciate that. I thought the dialogue, as I as I said before, the some of the dialogue got a little wonky. Uh, in the beginning, don't expect you know, great story writing. It kind of, it's kind of typical. You have the two sisters vacationing in Mexico. You have the one sister. She's upset about her boyfriend leaving. These are typical things we see in most horror movies, uh, especially with traveling horror movies. Then you have the party scene, meet two strangers, go on a dangerous boat ride. And they get stuck at the bottom of the ocean. It's pretty typical and it's a pretty basic story. But I will say that once they were actually down there stuck, uh, there were some genuinely tense moments. And it's funny. It's funny because there were actually some, some good jump scares. The way they shot the, the film, you wouldn't think there would be a whole lot of room for jump scares. But there really was, and and there were a few really good ones. I was watching this at the gym, and when I saw one of the jump scares, I nearly fell off the, the doggone elliptical, and I'm, I'm pretty sure people around saw me jerk and was wondering what the heck was going on with this guy. Uh, but there were some decent jump, jump scares, and they weren't like overused. 
I tend to look for that. And are they just cheap gimmicks uh, used by the filmmakers to, to get a rise out of the audience? And I don't think these were. I thought these were spot on, well used. While they're down there, there is like some cheesy stuff happening with, um, you know, bonding moments in the time of crisis. Typical things like that. But overall, it was a good story. The ending, I don't know. I'm a little iffy on the ending. I wasn't really happy with it. I see why they did it. The ending kind of gets set up for you. And the rest of the time you're thinking, please don't go there. Please don't go there. So the ending was, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I'm on the fence about the ending. I will say it's, it's worth the watch, especially since it's on Netflix. Uh, camera angles, uh, the uh, photography, this or the cinematography, the colors, you know, the colors is it's pretty standard color. It's blue. They do use a little bit of orange here and there for lighting. Uh, I, I like the way in some of the scenes you can't really see in front of you. And I think that helped with the suspense. I thought that was well done. So it's a, it a well shot film. And overall, I think like out of five, I would give this like a 2.8 cause it's, it's not a perfect film by any means, but it was a fun little watch. If you don't take it too seriously, it's a fun film to watch. It's not like the greatest shark film out there, but if you don't have anything else to do, you know, during a weekday afternoon, it's a pretty short film. It's only like an hour and a half. Uh, give it a watch. I enjoyed it. It's, you know, 2.8 and that's, that's not bad. It just wasn't a, a great film. I will say though, that, uh, the shallows, if you haven't seen that now, that's a really good shark film. And I think I actually like the shallows better than I do jaws maybe i realized what i'm saying after i said it is it really something i want to say am i going to get a lot of flack for that i might like the shallows better than jaws i don't know it that's that's a close one right there you know one day i think i have to do like a top 10 or a top 5 shark movie list because there are actually some other good ones and this year we have the meg coming out from Eli Roth, which I think is stupid that they changed the title. It was Meg. Now they call it the Meg. I think it's a completely stupid decision. I think when you call the film Meg, it kind of personifies the shark and makes it a villain rather than it's just an animal doing what animals do. So I think changing the title to the Meg was stupid, but I am excited for that one. I can't wait to see it. It's got Jason Statham in it. I forgot who else was in it, <laughs> but <laughs> It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, so I can't wait to see that. But yeah, I think I should do like a, a top five shark film list. So maybe I'll, I'll do that next month because uh, there are some other really good shark films out there. So 47 meters down, give it a watch. It's not a terrible film, but it's not super great either. Check it out. All right, so for news, there's only a couple things that I saw that I want to talk about because you know I haven't been able to go through the whole week yet. But we finally have a trailer for Hellraiser Judgment. And this is the new Hellraiser film that was uh, directed by Gary uh, Tunicliffe. And I recently heard a 
interview with him on movie the movie crypt podcast and that's adam green and joe lynch's podcast and they did an interview with him really good interview and we've heard about the film over the past couple years we've seen a few stills from it it's mostly been kept under wraps and of course doug bradley is not going to be playing pinhead and that had me a little concerned because they did one quote-unquote fan film uh, of Hellraiser. I forgot what it was called, but it was not a good movie. I didn't really enjoy it. I hate bashing movies. I really do, but it just was not a good movie. It was not a good representation of what Hellraiser is. But with the trailer for this, it looks really good. It has a nice, gritty aesthetic to it. It looks it looks like a throwback to the original films. Uh, Paul T. Taylor plays pinhead and he looks really good i like the sound of his voice and that i think that's one of the other things that concerned me you know doug bradley his pinhead voice is so iconic that it's really hard to replace but when you hear paul t taylor speak as pinhead it's pretty spooky i i'm impressed with what i saw with the trailer uh, the chatterer is back there's a new cinnabite who looks like he might be the the main antagonist. Uh, so I'm excited for this. This looks really promising. It's going to be on DVD, uh, DVD, digital, and on demand February the 13th of this year. And I am super excited. I, you know, I was really concerned. I didn't know how it was going to look or what it was going to be like until I saw the trailer. And then it's like, okay, I'm in. Uh, I'm excited. Can't wait to see it. It looks really good. I will put a link to this in the show notes. If you head over to screenpod.com, I will have the link there. The box art looks really cool. Uh, so I can't wait to check this one out. And the other bit of news, speaking of Adam Green, the trailer for Victor Crawley finally came out. Now, Adam took the film on tour late last year. I think he went on tour from, from the end of September to the end of November, he did a tour with, with Victor Crowley, but he never released a trailer. And this was one of those films where nobody saw this coming. He kept it under wrap. He did a really good job at, at keeping this one a secret. Uh, so nobody saw this one coming. Even for the very first screening, they didn't know it was coming. They thought they were seeing a screening for the first Hatchet film. And then he actually told them, here's what you're going to be watching. And so they released a trailer. I think this came out, uh, or they released a trailer a couple of days ago, and it looks really good. I like the Hatchet series, and I think I'm going to do a full review on the Hatchet series maybe next month. I like these films. I like them a lot, and I like Adam Green. I think he's a great filmmaker. Uh, he he did several films that I've watched in the past. I'm like, oh, I did not realize that's who that was that made those films. For example, Frozen. And that's the one about the uh, guy and the girl stuck in the uh, chairlift on the mountaintop in the snow. That was a really, really good movie. If you haven't seen that, please watch it. It's awesome. Uh, but I like the Victor Crowley series. I thought they're great films. And I cannot wait to see this one. Scream Factory is putting this out on Blu-ray. And I don't... Oh, yeah. February 6th is when this comes out. And for the special features on the Blu-ray, we get an audio co uh, commentary with Adam Green and actors Perry Shin, Laura Ortiz, and David Sheridan. Uh, we also have a, another audio commentary with uh, Adam Green, 
Jan Michael Losada, who's the uh, DP, and the editor Matt Latham, Latham and the makeup effects artist, artist uh, Robert Pendergraft. And then we also have Raising the Dead again, extensive inter- interview with writer and director Adam Green and Behind the Scenes, which is an hour long making making of featurette and a trailer. So some pretty decent um, special features for the Blu-ray. Uh, I think I might pick this one up. It's I know it's for available for pre-order. Uh, and I'll put a link to this article as well. I found these both of these articles on Dark Universe, which is a really cool uh, horror blog that's been around for a while, and I've just recently found it, uh, and I do like the content. So I'll put uh, links to that up on the show notes. And finally, new releases this week. Let's start with physical releases. Now, even though these are physical discs, they are also available to either purchase or sometimes rent on Amazon, Vudu and some of these other various services. There's just so many of them out there now to keep up with. It's it's hard. Uh, but first up, we have It from 2017. Uh, I really want to buy this one on Blu-ray. It's got some cool features to it. Uh, and also, I'm starting to learn that Blu-ray looks a whole lot better than streaming. Uh, it just does. Uh, but I do want this one. Uh, I'm excited to see this again. We went and saw it in the theaters. And this is one that I definitely will own a 68 kill. I've heard about this one. I don't know a whole lot about it. It looks interesting. It looks kind of funny. Uh, it's available through scream factory, uh, friend request. I don't know anything about that film. Never watched the trailer or anything. I've heard some mixed reviews. So I might check that out. Uh, nails, which I did see a trailer for that looks super creepy. And I am excited to see that. I do know that it is available to rent on Amazon. Uh, no, I know you can buy it on Amazon digitally, but I don't know if you can rent it yet because they do, they do that sometimes where you can only buy them for a certain amount of time and then you can rent them. Uh, and then finally, The Witches Special Edition. And this is a film from, from the late 70s. And I think this is being put out by Arrow's Academy line. And I don't know a whole lot about this one, but it sounds interesting from the uh, from the premise. And I'll put a link to the releases also in the show notes. And new to stream on Netflix, of course, is 47 Meters Down, also known as In the Deep for some crazy reason. Uh, the Conjuring is now back on Netflix. It was there before, and they took it off, and it's back on Netflix now. Uh, I do plan on reviewing that one soon because, I, you know, I thought I reviewed that film before. But apparently I did not. Uh, so I do plan on on uh, reviewing that one. And The House Next Door, which is an indie film. It's a Hindi film. It looks really interesting. Uh, so I do want to watch it. Uh, so I might check it out and see how it goes. Uh, I wa- tried watching a couple of, of, of Hindi films. Uh, one was like, I think it was a B2. But the, the subtitles went by so fast I couldn't read it and I got frustrated. So I had to turn it off. Uh, all right. So moving on to Shudder. Shudder, we have Red State from Kevin Smith, which was a really good film. Uh, Mr. Jones is a found footage film. I remember that being kind of creepy. and I kind of liked it. And I might actually go back and watch that one again. Uh, and then Don't Grow Up, which is a Shudder original, or not a Shudder original, but it is a Shudder exclusive and it sounds something like it's like a combination between a zombie film and 
the Japanese film Battle Royale. That's kind of what it sounds like from the synopsis that's on their website. I might watch it. It looks like it's gotten some decent reviews so far, but I mean, I'll, I'll check it out and let you know. All right, and that's going to be it for this episode of Scream Stream. I know it's a little short, and I do apologize. Of course, normally I have an entire week's worth of releases and news, but I don't this week, and I do apologize again. Uh, but if you'd like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can do so at ScreamPod.com. There you'll find links to all of my social profiles, including Twitter, which is at James Gas, and Instagram, which is at James Gas. And I am using those a whole lot more now. And then I also have Instagram and Twitter for the uh, for the, the Scream Stream podcast as well. You can also subscribe to the podcast via your favorite podcatcher and get the show notes for each episode. Again, that is ScreamPod.com. You can also click on the extras tab to get the original episodes of Scream Stream that ran from 2014 to 2015. And of course, if you're a patron, you get those a week early. Remember that ScreamStream is listener supported. And speaking of Patreon, you can support the podcast through Patreon over at patreon.com slash ScreamStream. Or if you just want to make a one-time donation, you can do so via my PayPal button at ScreamPod.com. Give as little much as you like because every little bit helps to keep the show running. And I do greatly appreciate all the support that you've given so far. Uh, if you have a movie you'd like me to review, send me your suggestion to ScreamStreamCast at gmail.com. Music used for ScreamStream was created by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Until next week, I'm James Gassing. If it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. Good night.